Welcome to the Smile Homeschool Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and we are joined by my mom, Debbie Wilson, this week to talk about history. It is also my parents' 30th wedding anniversary, so we talk about that as well. It's going to be a fun episode. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smile Homeschool Podcast. You can try out a free trial over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. We are ready to go. This is a special day because today is our 30th anniversary. Debbie and I have been married for 30 years. And if you're watching it online, you can see that I am wearing this very lovely uh, t-shirt with Mickey Mouse's across it. Um, And I actually bought this on our honeymoon. Debbie and I had matching ones. Uh, We hardly ever match anymore. (laughs) Um, But I pack it away and uh, maybe once a year, maybe not quite that often uh i get it out and we wear it but it was a great weekend we celebrated this weekend and did a little bit of fun tonight um but uh we're here to celebrate by talking about history (laughs) that is the uh the topic that never gets boring so you know it's great great for any occasion so should be fun but i actually have since it's your uh anniversary i have a little question I don't know if it's full on trivia, but you know, something to see if you can answer these here off the top of your head. So I don't know if you want to go uh, and make a game or if you just want to go, you know, one or the I other. Get a buzzer. Yeah, exactly. But no. uh, this is the, the, you know, boring one. What was the your first date uh, that you guys you did? I assume you can remember that. I'll let Debbie answer. I'm afraid if I answer, she'll correct me. Go ahead. Okay. We, our first date was at Garcia's Pizza at Purdue University. In fact, we were at West Lafayette uh, this past weekend, went to Purdue, and we walked up to the place and had our picture taken in front of it. It That's is no cool. longer Garcia's Pizza. And I remember my wife who had this little pad of paper um, that she brought with her, and she <laughs> had little questions on it, and she asked me <laughs> questions. And what I remember about Debbie then is I had never met a girl who wore so many rings as she did. And it was just really Hasn't intriguing. changed. <laughs> when she drank from her straw, I remember going with two hands. And it was, and it would just, I just liked that. So, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, Mom, here's the one. What was your first movie you ever watched together? Do you remember oh, that? Man. That's a hard one. I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't know if you'd be able to remember that or not, but I just thought I'd ask. Okay. Sorry. Uh, do you remember what was, uh, what was your first vacation after you got married? Oh, Mm -hmm. not your honeymoon. Other than that. Okay. I think we, we, (laughs) no one can fact check this, so it's okay. I think we saved up $200 and drove to Florida in our Ford Escort and Escort. I don't know how you say it. And, um, I don't think we had a hotel ahead of time. We just drove. Do you know what city we drove to? Mm, anyway, know. we stayed at the Crandon Motel. We walked in and the dumpy room had two single beds pushed against opposite walls. So we pushed them together. And right before we left, my mom and dad gave us $200 more. And we were like, wow, now we can really splurge. We have $400 to get there and back and stay. So And it was wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was actually one of my other ones is what was the car? What car did you guys have when you got married? But you just said Ford. What was it? Escape? Ford Escort. Had a Ford well, Escort. You had a Ford Tempo that we sold. Like, oh, yeah. And you had that other car that we sold, too. Which was Buick? A Cutlass Supreme one. No, I never had a Cutlass. What was that? A Buick. A Buick. Well, anyway, he ended up with two Ford Escorts basically early on in marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, there one you of go. Them. 
What was uh, what was one of your favorite wedding presents? Do you remember something that? And actually, do you have any of your wedding presents still? Yeah, we do. We have our pans yeah. uh, because like the handles of all are loose and wobbly, and we've replaced one of them. Yeah, I think. I know until recently, our... said still had some of the spices you got thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first year I've learned how to use them. Yeah. Um, all our Linux china. Someone got us a bunch of um, ice cream dishes, like parfait glasses and like mm-hmm. bananas. Kind of we still have those. Those were fun. That was gifts. a good one. We have some of those kind of like China-y things like glass bowls servers that you never use um yeah i'm sure well we had a mattress that my parents gave us for the first 25 years of marriage but <laughs> finally upgraded past that yeah. well then that means we only have 20 more years on ours left so that's good we better get our use out of it do you uh do you remember who was president then i assume was it clinton no, it was Reagan. Oh, Reagan. Nice. That's right. It was real close to that, I think, a couple of years after. Yeah, that was right when they, the first, no, no, it wouldn't have been Reagan. It was uh, George H. Senior. Okay. Senior. W. Bush. Yeah. Okay. And then do you remember, this is kind of a more general one, but, you know, those first couple of years of marriage, what was one of your favorite things to do, you know, as a, you know, as your go-to uh, in the yeah. area? We went to a lot of, um, like, um, estate sales or auction, like auctions antique or shops. antique shops. Yeah. Well, we were trying to outfit our, you know, apartment and eventually house with old stuff that was cheap, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we liked antiques with stories. So. 30 years later, uh, we went to an antique store this past weekend. I'm like, we don't need anything. Yeah. <laughs> we got enough oh. junk. Yeah. You know? The new stuff you bought back then is now antiques. So, you know, That's you make true. your own. Like but. this shirt. Yeah. Do you remember how many people were at your wedding? Mm, I think about, I don't know, between two and 300. Yeah. Well, then the first movie, you pretty much had answers for everything. So that was pretty, pretty good overall. <laughs> but that's, that's all I had. I didn't have very many, uh, actually great, you know, it's hard to think of like things that are specific to that, you know, yeah. but so uh-huh. I don't know. That era. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, when was your, you know, first time you heard the radio back then, or I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, first car answer was supposed to be a horse and buggy, but, you know, I guess a car Abe, counts. Our, when we told Abe we took our picture out in front of where we had our first oh, picture, yeah. he said, what kind of camera did you have for that first picture? Was it the kind where you get under the curtain thing? <laughs> like, no, Abe. <laughs> yeah. Gunpowder. We're not that old. <laughs> Roger Smith said, what were some surprises you discovered in your first few months? That's a good one. I was just thinking that after you said you didn't have any more, I was thinking, was there anything <laughs> that totally shocked me that we didn't, right. I didn't know about you? I don't think there was anything. It didn't shock me about her. It shocked me about me. I used to think I was a really nice person before I got married, you know, and I'm like, I can remember just months into it thinking, who are you, you know? because everything was so easy when you were single. I mean, you could just get up and have a quiet time anytime you want it, you know, as early as you wanted. And nobody made me mad and things were coming out of me that I'm like, yeah. that is really ugly, you know? And uh, so I, those were maybe the surprises. Was there some opinion, you know, you brought in like, oh, this is what marriage is before you got married. And then, you know, looking back, you're like, man, that is definitely not, you know, the what I would have 
not what I would have thought, you know, or your opinion of how it, what marriage was changed, you know, over time. Uh, I think I thought his job was to make me happy 100% of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's not I mean, true. I thought, Man, I need to talk to us about that. that if you did it right, <laughs> it would be easy. And really, you know, it's marriage is just hard. Right. And uh, you can be doing it right and it's still hard. And I think, you know, and that's a good thing. But I, I didn't think that at the at the time. I used to think, you know, if people had problems and then there was something they were doing wrong. So have you had anything, mom or probably mom would be this would be more of a mom question. Uh, you know, any piece of advice or anything that, you know, stuck out over the years that you were like, oh, that was a really good thing that really helped, you know, in our marriage or something that, you know, just like a comment. Um, Cause you always have those things like Tina Farewell said something, you know, or whatever. Honestly, I, I think the thing that had the most impact was our pastor when we did premarital counseling. He, when we did, after we did the personality test, he sat us down and he said, now some marriages are like two rivers coming together and you know, they could both be peaceful little streams and then they come together into one stream. And he said, you guys are more like two turbulent rushing rivers that are going to come together. And he said, it's going to be really turbulent. He said, but the good news is if mm -hmm. you can make it work, there's nothing that's going to be able to stop you or something like that. And I've thought about that a lot over the years because <laughs> we aren't, neither one of us are just kind of low key, passive, unopinionated people. And so it kind of comforted me going back to that all the time, knowing that, you know, if funnel this the same direction, we, nothing can stop us. But if we let it, you know, kill ourselves because mm -hmm. we're, right, right, right. I don't know. I'm not Yeah, totally. It. No, that makes sense. And last night is definitely, you know, you definitely created at least eight more of those turbulent rivers, you know, as last night's show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had, uh, it was my sister-in-law Carolyn's birthday last night and everyone was over for, you know, cake and volleyball and stuff. And it is just, it's hilarious, but everyone is definitely, you know, passionate, fun people. So it's, it gets loud and hilarious, but. Well, that's competitive. Yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff, so. Yeah. I just want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is one of the best math curriculums. Their newest version is available on anything that has an internet browser, including Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes some of the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure they are learning and you can check in on progress if you'd like. If you know someone who has a hard time with math or just started homeschooling, send them over to Teaching Textbooks website for a free trial and view a sample lesson. Okay, right. well, let's talk about history. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left, um, but I know this is a topic that's near and dear Ben's heart because he loves history. Um, and my wife, I'm going to ask her, you know, because you always kind of assume that every homeschooler loves every subject. Was history one of, you know, before homeschooling, would you have said you were a history person? In 1492, Columbus <laughs> sailed the ocean blue. That's about all I knew about history and all I cared to know. Well, how did that change? You know, how's that changed over all these years um, now that you've taught it so many times? Um, well, like for me, it was just I memorized whatever I had to memorize for the test in school, and I just did not care. It was not presented in a way that seemed interesting to me in textbooks. So I knew I did not want to do that subject that way for my own kids, and um, I wasn't a big reader either. And 
I was worried that I would pass that on to all my kids if I didn't pick a curriculum that made me read a lot to them. So um, as we started history with the oldest kids, Ben and Sam and all them, um, we used a history curriculum that was nothing but reading really interesting history books, not history books, books about history that were either um, fiction or um, true, but storylines and mm -hmm. rather than textbooks. And it made me fall in love with history for the first time. I felt like I learned it for the first time and just is the way to learn it, I think. So. Well, yeah. and, I, and I will attest that, you know, I never, before we started homeschooling, my wife never said, did you know that, you know, and now every once in a while she'll talk about Thomas Edison or somebody else are reading and, uh, and, you know, I, I can tell that it has wheedled its way into her life and that she sees not just value in it, but she sees maybe, you know, she, she likes it. Um, so, well, how about talk about some of the history programs you've used over the years? Okay. Um, I started off with sunlight. Um, and that was, like I said, because I wanted a, a curriculum based on living books, which, um, hopefully you know what that term means if not you could look it up but um and i i liked it um sometimes it got a little too intense and uh, one of their comments in the curriculum guide is if you do nothing else in this whole guide except read the books your, your student will still have a great education so we did that a lot of the years where we just used it as a guideline of what books to read um and, and you were even just real quick. I mean, you didn't read necessarily every single book every time. I mean, yeah. you know, you felt you probably pushed against yourself to not feel that way. But I mean, you'd sometimes yeah. just skip one or you'd, you know, yeah. if I, I thought mean, one was somewhat boring, we would just skip it. Or if I was getting a lot of pushback from you guys that you just weren't engaging with it. Yeah, we would just skip it or um, skip certain aspects of it. I didn't love every single book along the way, but it definitely gave all of you kids that I used it with, I think, uh, if not a love for history and an enjoyment of it, at least. Right. Because um, they were good stories centered in a historical time, but they weren't just like, here's all the history facts and a big, you know, volume. Mm -hmm. It was just a story that happened to take place in you know, the, the medieval times or the, you know, in Italy or right. wherever else. Yeah. Yeah. And certain types of history interested me more. So I probably slanted, I mean, I probably spent more time on like, I, you like all world history probably better. I like American history better, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> I agree. I, I mean, probably because of that. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> well, I, I like American, American frontier, you know, and stuff like that. Like it's I feel like to identify them. with, I mean, right. some cultures we don't identify with as well. And so it's, it's harder to be engaged in that. Mm -hmm. It's easier when you understand the names and you know, the places it's like, Oh, I know where Indiana is or, Oh, I know where Colorado is. It's like, you know, versus, some town in Europe, it's harder sometimes to connect with that. Mm -hmm. and then, but yeah, do you want me to name other? Programs? Yeah, name the other ones. Um, after several kids, though, I think I got a little burnt out on um, some of Sunlight. I, I think part of it was because I was going through it for the second or third time. And um, also because I just like variety and I needed a change here and there. So um, I had my older daughter, um, she was very self-motivated and she wanted to try not grass history and um it looks like a textbook but it's written very conversationally and she really loved their program it's it's um very 
uh, written from a Christian perspective and really give you a love for the country and love for just how we were founded and what we were founded upon. And I can't remember if she did world history, I'm talking American history. So anyway, she really liked their program. And I've had a couple other kids use that here and there as well. Um, I think a lot of, um, some of you kids uh, listen to Diana Waring's free mm-hmm. uh, audios. And I think you guys enjoyed those. Um, again, she has a love for history and I think she communicated that through her enthusiasm on the, mm-hmm. on the history CDs. The, the last few years, I've been using a program called A Trail Guide to Learning, um, and it's put out by Geography Matters, I think, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I really like it, too, because um, it's an open and go, so the whole curriculum is done for you. You just open and use it, and I would say it, it's, it's centered around a history theme, and so there's three um, programs. One's called... Um, paths of exploration and then i think it's paths of settlement and then paths paths of um i can't think of the one i'm on right now <laughs> uh, modern day stuff i can't think what it's called oh uh, anyway i meant to have that written down sorry um but not many people around me have heard of it it was um started in florida um and it's just i really like the approach you spend about six weeks on a certain time period and um, you read, you know, living books about it. And um, yeah, so that's another one I've really enjoyed over the years. And you've used other ones. I mean, I think you, you we used drive through history for like a short yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, what was that one with the blue blue border books? There were like some white thin ones. I don't know. They were just like U.S. Childhood history. Childhood of Famous American. Childhood mm-hmm. of Famous Americans. The, the blue paperbacks? No, they were like one? white. It was like a white book and there was like a U.S. one and then there was like a world history one. And we did that for a couple of years where we had to like read a couple, like a chapter or something like that. And that was... Yeah, I think I that was a that was. book. Okay, maybe. maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, there's one year, I think, where out of desperation, my kids just watched a different Liberty Kids Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> video every day. I mean, <laughs> I had the whole kids. series and, you know, that's okay. I mean, I think sometimes... I, I don't want to minimize history's importance because I think it's important, but I think um, at the same time, um, a lot of homeschoolers kind of put all their emphasis on history almost, which maybe Ben, you think that's the most important. <laughs> I'm not bad mouthing that, no, but it's, the most. it's one of those subjects that it's, it's really good to know and learn about, but you kind of can get through life without knowing it all perfectly. <laughs> Well, we did. I mean, I didn't know. Civil War, I know. It's definitely not a functioning thing. So all that to say, I think it should be something enjoyable and something you learn from and learn about. But I personally don't see any benefit in just memorizing date facts. I mean, if there's no enjoyment, there's like literally almost no point. Because like if you don't get that, like some level of their interest in buying, you know, like wanting to know about it and why it's seeing that value, then there's literally no like functional reason it's ever going to be important. I mean, you know, it's not like spelling or math where it's like, even if they don't enjoy it, they're still going to know how to do addition and subtraction. This is like, Mm-hmm. If there's nothing, then they're just going to forget it and hate it all the rest of their life, you know. But I do think it's important, especially like right now with a lot of right. what's going on. I think that if you can get your children to learn and love it, that is very valuable in terms of knowing what the real truth of how great our country is and how a lot of right. things are not being 
communicated in a factual or, um, you know, they're, they're trying to erase a lot of what's happened in the past. So, but again, I've never used it to do my daily job or anything like that, you know, so. Right. But it's so, like you said, especially in light of today, I mean, they say history repeats itself. You Mm got to know what happened in, and understand what happened in World War II or the Civil War to recognize when things are starting to, you know, look similar or the Revolutionary War, you know, that was, I don't know. But I would say like Ben loves history and uh, Sam liked history. Um, Not all of our other kids love history, you know, Um, so they don't, they don't have the grasp like Ben would, you know, and, but the thing I liked about your approach was that, um, and it was totally different than anything I'd ever experienced in when I was in school. You know, again, we just did dates and and I had no idea about any of it. But I felt like our kids had an idea of how the thing flowed, you know, and they, and I can remember one of you guys, you know, I, I said something about like the Hessians or the Prussians and, and they and you like knew where they went. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about myself as I say those words. Um, and I just think that was. There, there is a flow of history and to know that this came after this and you know this was at a time when they had cars they didn't have cars at this time and i think that's uh that's a better <laughs> way to know it then I, I will say though abe though one time we were playing a game where you had to write in an answer and, and the question was when did henry ford create his car or something like that and everyone was like you know 1902, 1893, and Abe was like 600 AD or something like that. He just had something totally, you know, and obviously I think he was joking, but (laughs) it's pretty hilarious. But I think like the biggest thing is like you, it never felt scary. Like I feel like a lot of people like Rissa, you know, like my wife or not even her actually, but I just come into a lot of people where it feels like it's the scary thing that's just this, you know, monstrous thing of numbers and dates of ha- of dead people. I hear people say stuff like that all the time, you know, and it's just even though some of our siblings don't enjoy it, they don't ever feel like, oh, I actively avoid everything to do with history because it's like there's not a thing to avoid. It's just part of like just kind of because like honestly, I wouldn't have even been able to name a single history curriculum we did because like I don't it just was part of what I always have done. So I never really remember one specifically, but, um, but I didn't even know sunlight was, I thought it was just reading curriculum, but, um, I didn't know it was specifically history. Um, but what is, you, yeah. What have you well, done? Like with the, it isn't just history. Oh, okay. but that's the core part of it. But. What about like the kids dad mentioned that are, you know, have not enjoyed it. Have you done things differently? Has it been, you know, how do you, you know, approach it with Cal and Jed versus, you know, me and well, that's, Sam. That's kind of reason. One of the reasons why I'm using this other program instead of Sunlight. I mean, I still have all the Sunlight books, and sometimes I'll interject a couple of them that were favorites. But they so far don't have a love for it like you guys did, and so I just have picked one that's not quite so intensive and in going in quite as much depth, you know, um, as I did with you. I mean, you're you majored in history in college. I mean, that's your passion, you know. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give you enough history. <laughs> and Ben always read extra books. I mean, he was always reading big, thick books of pleasure. of generals and wars and yeah, other things. Boring, probably. <laughs> well, what would you say, Debbie, to the mom who maybe doesn't like history herself, you know, or she has kids who could care less. Maybe they're real young or, you know, but I, again, there is that pressure, especially among homeschool circles. I mean, I don't think... The rest of the world puts this history pressure on people, but homeschoolers seem to think, 
oh man, I've got to be teaching these things. I've got to be teaching these things about Aristotle and all this. And if they don't know how the world fits together, they're in trouble, mm -hmm. you know? And yet their moms go, I just, I don't like it. I mean, I would just start with easy stories. Like there's a series like Ben mentioned, or I mentioned, but Childhood of Famous Americans. It's just a really gentle, easy thing to just read. My kids loved them. I think almost all my kids loved them because why are you laughing, Ben? No, you someone, jo Joel, someone commented, he said, I'm thinking Ben is really taught in a wig and some makeup. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Sorry, <laughs> continue. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, even a mom who hates it would enjoy reading that book aloud to their kids. It's, it's about the famous person's childhood. And so everyone can relate because they were kids, but you get to see what you know, what their life was like as they grew into becoming whatever famous person they were. Um, that's not too hard to do, even if you hate it. Mm -hmm. And um, and just to know that there's no right or wrong curriculum. And you wouldn't say either that, that they have to do this chronological thing mm -hmm. where you have to start when, you know, the, the beginning of creation. You can pick a, a yeah. topic that you just like. Some programs think you need to start at home and then expand outward. Other people think, other curriculums think you need to start with the world and come inward. I mean, there's all different philosophies. It's literally but, endless. I mean, literally endless. There is. But if I had a kid who was like cars, I'd have him talk about the history of, of automobiles. You know, right. if I had a kid who was into baseball, I would do, you know, mm -hmm. Abner Doubleday or whoever, and I would just start there. And maybe you go from the history of baseball to the history of basketball to... Right something else totally and i think also like if you just hate it yourself um but you don't mind reading maybe don't worry about like history books just go with like historical fiction like or fiction that just takes place like yeah those books can be as beneficial the main character doesn't have to be like a historical person to get anything out of it you know i mean uh like i always loved the henty books and they had nothing historical in terms of the main characters maybe there was a couple that had someone who was but generally not but the the areas they interacted with were all historical so um you know and if you hate it try to find something else those are the ga hente books and you get yeah. henty yeah, I don't know if everyone would like them. They're pretty like old style writing. I don't mind them, but I know a lot of people probably wouldn't. But you can get much, them on audios. They're Jim free Hodges on Kindle. Um, if you want the Kindle book, they're all public domain. So, I mean, you know, they're available there. And the audiobooks, yeah, are on. Uh, yeah, that's another one. If you hate it, do audiobooks. I mean, um, there's tons of them available. Every book on, on Audible, basically, that is ever written, <laughs> essentially, that's any time in the last 20 years, I feel like, is now on there. So, yeah, that's a great, great idea. And there's even videos and stuff on YouTube. You'd have to be a little bit carefuler, but for example, um, there's one that I, and I, again, I'm not saying this is for a kid, but you could find things similar, but there's ones who, basically take an event to make it super simple you know and they talk about it in very simple ways or like with animation and stuff like that or there's ones where he did it was called the great war and they went day by day for the entire length of world war one and did videos on it you know or like the civil war the documentary you know with ken burns you know or uh there's just ways of like opening them up to the possibility of it's not just stale you know old textbooks and stuff like that uh, i think is super helpful but that can sound daunting maybe but <laughs> i think uh, that's the only way to get someone actually interested in it uh so i don't know uh have you has there been anything overall that you found just did not work in you know over the years that you were like that is you know or have you kind of stuck with what you've has and just kind of thankfully found that pretty early on 
I don't know. I, I feel pretty comfortable tweaking anything that I use or throwing it out if it's not working. So I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I just started and said, no way. I don't remember exactly if there is. But, but I would say again, though, the key would be pick something that you like, that your kids like, or at least that they can tolerate. Don't make it too large. You know, maybe it is small chunks. Maybe it's doing like, what was the name of the, oh, the, the American, what were they called those videos? Liberty Kids? Liberty Kids. Maybe it's just the Liberty Kids and that's okay. You know, or maybe Little it's House on the Prairie or Little something House on the like Prairie that. or something else. You never yeah. know when that might ignite something. Or again, just gives them a flavor um, for how things used to be. Roger. I, I, I probably didn't name a lot I could have. You know, there's lots of. I remember one year when my one daughter was into Little House we tried to do the prairie primer it's a history program it's like a unit study all around the little house books you know there's so much out on the market just do anything that appeals to any of you yeah, yeah and uh roger actually mentioned roger smith who was on a couple of weeks ago he mentioned have you visited historical sites and that can be a great oh, way yeah. instead of just That's sitting in your house thinking about it go to a museum or go to uh, yeah. on you know uh, have That's you had any favorites mom over the years I love going to anything that's historic that we've Lincoln. read about, huh? Lincoln Museum. Uh, the Lincoln Museum in Springfield, Illinois is fantastic. You get to see the only home he ever owned as well and the courthouse he practiced in. I mean, but anytime you go somewhere where we've read about it or, I mean, my kids have gotten to see so many places, historic places and talk about it coming to life. It's just so powerful. And again, not, not every kid loves it. Um, I mean, yeah, we dragged a few of them. <laughs> you know, and that's what I think is so cool that our kids can pull different things. I just vividly remember when we went to George um, Washington Carver. Exactly. The, George only, Washington. the only thing I cared about was he found a snake. He yeah. found a snake, exactly. you know, and Catherine, I can remember she talked to one of the ladies, you know, and I think people just kind of take what their bent is, you know, and if I were one of those parents who said, no, you've got to, you've got to get this out of it. They would have missed their own bent, you know, and, uh, and maybe some like those, the the history part of it, um, while we were doing it. But go to as many historic sites as you can. That'll totally. that'll make history come to life because they do it so well there. They they've already, you know, they have someone telling you firsthand really important information that's super interesting. Or they have. And really, you probably don't even have to go very far. I mean, uh, like I know, like the Warings, Diana Waring with her husband Bill were up here, and they went to the Limber Lost. It's really close to us. We've never been there. Um, the limber uh, loss, huh? The limber loss, the limber loss. She, uh, Jean Stratton Porter, or um, you know, James Whitcomb Riley, he lives in Indianapolis, or uh, totally. Benjamin Harrison, you know, is a president there. Um, there are just lots of those things, you know, that totally that, that, that feel more authentic sometimes than museums because museums kind of can be bent a certain way, but when you mm. go to the actual place, um, that's pretty cool especially if you're out east or something or you know like if your kids aren't into you know whatever but maybe your boys would think you know an, an airplane museum school because then there are these giant you know huge airplanes they can walk right. inside and stuff like that those kind of things can really just be like whoa you know and then you never know where that can can lead yeah. um and there's a ton of them and also you know national parks can kind of be that even if they're not specifically straight history which some of them are actually literally history ones but a lot of times they'll have things about the you know national park and kind of talking about what it was founded or whatever and that can be fun too so there's 
tons and tons and a lot of towns actually have historical things too that like historical societies um, but there's lots of websites too that ha- list out like everything that's close or anywhere you're driving if you want to find some of that stuff if you just don't know where to even look you know there's there's places that will tell you what's nearby so um, you can check that out uh, okay well. we've talked enough about history um, we've had our school little dose for the evening for the summer week Debbie you can leave now um, we'll get her back we get her back we're gonna do some other uh, topics because again this is kind of like in case you couldn't go to a homeschool convention which that's pretty good chance you weren't able to um, that you can get some of your you know your curriculum advice from my wife um, but uh, you know but enough of school it's time to hang it up go have some summer fun I hope you're having a great time maybe uh, stop the ice cream truck when you hear it sound play this weekend is Father's Day on Sunday so make it a good one for your husbands. And then uh, you may not know this, also on Sundays, the first day of summer that we call Kids Day. Um, Kids Day, we started years and years ago um, where we just do something fun. You know, we used to do slip and slides and popsicles and go get ice cream. And, um, and we just let our kids know how much we care about them. But you, if you'd like to know more about it, you can go to the, our website at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Just search Kids, kids Day and you'll hear all the background and some ideas for that. Um, but mom, the important thing is, you know, to enjoy your children during this time. You're home with them because this time goes by this fast. And don't forget to smile. Well, hopefully my mom gave you some helpful suggestions for teaching history this next school year, and it was encouraging to you. If you have any questions or comments, you can message us over on Facebook, and we'll try to get back to you on those. Also, you can sign up for our free weekly email over at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. It's short and just fun and has lots of encouragement in it. Also, I want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschool Podcast. They make math fun, and you can go check out the website over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling. Just fine.